Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Right, season seven, episode four of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John. Good evening. Hi, oh, John, just the two of us this week. Right, um... I know this is top, this is this is a Spurs podcast, and we should be talking about all things Spurs. Um, but unfortunately, we find ourselves talking about wider football matters that have affected us today. Um, there's only one place we can start, and it's that that refereeing decision at the end of the game that that ultimately ultimately cost us the three points. Um, I don't know where to begin, John. It's, it's, well, the thing is, you don't give the referee the decision to make, and the one for the free kick was was atrocious. It was never a free kick in the first place, let alone what followed. Let alone what followed. It was not a free kick. Um, I'm, I'm incensed. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm comfy, and I've got a box of Jaffa cakes in front of me. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eat them through the podcast. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. I think I'm more pissed off with this than I was by the one at the in the Champions League final after 40 seconds. Yeah, um, it, it's a stupid rule and it's stupid and it was an enjoyable game and it gets ruined by an utterly shit decision. Um, they never they never troubled us we were profligate in front of goal and it it was all just snatched away in an instant for a fucking stupid decision it really was really fucking stupid right so i unlike yourself and i, and I think i think your your mood is like many spurs fans right now post post match i think i'm a little bit more relaxed only because i don't think i've processed quite what happened um and also, I take heart from the performance, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that because I think I think I think the, the the performance was generally good. Um, but see, for me, like you've got, there are several elements to this. You've got the rule changes that have come into place over the last what I think it was the beginning of last season, with regards to handball. Um, yeah. And then you've got VAR on top of that. These are two separate things. And I think VAR presents... And we know this, I'm not the biggest fan of VAR. Um, VAR presents a lot of problems. Um, not going not gonna to go into each and every, every one of them. But one, one aspect of VAR, unfortunately, is you combine that with these rule changes, which, are, which I think are flawed anyway, it's going to highlight those, those decisions. So if you... If you if you had those horrendous rule changes, but you didn't have VAR, then it would go, it would go unpunished. Nobody would know about it. Having said that, also there'd be stuff, there'd be other injustices, like you know the Diego Maradona handball or the Thierry Henry handball that VAR 
wouldn't also catch out and that's why some people advocate VAR because of those in, 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 in injustices but I think the combination of it along with these stupid rule changes um, are just screwing up the game and and the question I ask is this before before VAR and before these rule, rule changes of course there were, there were certain injustices, injustices in, in, in football like the ones I've mentioned we could think of ones that have happened to Spurs over the years but do you think we are worse or better off now than we were in the past because I would argue we're not. We're, 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 we're in a worse sort of situation. In which case, roll it all back. Go back to how it was. At the moment, the handball rule is utterly fucked. There's no other way to decide. Uh, I apologise to our listeners. I don't apologise. If there's children listening, I'm, my language is going to be peppered with swearing. So um, I apologise in advance. It's fucked. Fuck them. They can um, grow up. They're gonna they're gonna hear coarse language over over the over 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 the next few years. So um... basically, the way it is now, it's had an effect on every single game so far this season. If you if you look back for it, they, they, the VAR was brought in in essence to ensure that bad decisions weren't made. So if you look, when goal line came, goal line technology came into play, mm-hmm. they did introduce a whole new set of rules to conclude whether the ball was over the line or not. Did they? With VAR, they brought in a shed load more rules. Armpits being offside, handballs, any handballs by the attacking deline, deliberate or not, instantly ruling a goal. All that kind of malarkey. Um, they got it badly wrong last year, and they went and revised it all through the summer with the changes and discussions with, with federations, coaches, and players, mm-hmm. and it's still fucked. Um, it needs to be changed, and it won't, and I don't think it can be either. It, I, I don't know where it leaves the game because I know that, that seriously, no crowd. It's like watching training games. Decisions um, like that are, are driving people to stop watching. I would rather go and watch a championship game where it's just pure football. No, there's no VAR. Am I right in championship? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather go and watch that. If I'm honest with you. Yes, you'll get the decisions that weren't given, but you'll get. A better, purer game for it, and you know the the Henri one where he sent France to the World Cup instead of England, and that yeah. it was a blatant ham. You know, VAR would have rolled that back, but it happens. I'm I'm sorry, it, the, it, it's 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 absolutely fucked. Yeah, and and, and I think that this is one of my arguments against it that those sort of injustices of the the Maradona ones, the the, the Thierry Henri ones, are unfortunate. They happen from time to time. Um, they just—it's just one of those things you just—you just—you just accept it. But now I think we've—we've we've got more of those decisions. We've got more talk talking points. I—I want to—I want to begin this pod in an ideal world, talking about a victory, a wonderful game, some wonderful performance. That's—that's—that's that's, that's a dream pod, right? I don't want to be talking about Spurs. I don't want to be talking about, you know, talking about maybe some a tactical masterclass. Um, Whatever it might be, but I don't really want. I hate this side of the game, and that's all that it's done. It's just, it's just increased. It was supposed to eliminate those sort of controversial decisions. I remember once Alan Shearer was against like various technology, including VAR, and the argument that he put. And I, I didn't particularly. It wasn't why I was against it, but he was going on about, oh no, but if we, if we bring in VAR, it's going to remove all those. Um, 
refereeing decisions, all those talk, talking points down the pub, which never actually ever appealed to me, by the way, right? Ironically, it's actually increased those, um, which is which is weird. And and there is an inconsistency because you you have VAR at the highest level of the game. You have it in the Champions League. You have it um, at the World Cup. You have it in the Premier League. There are inconsistencies between those um, spheres, you know, between different leagues and how it's applied. But then you've got it at lower. You don't have it at, low, at the lower level. And the whole beauty of football, to me, is that you've got that game, eleven against eleven, jumpers for goal, goal, goal post, just that same thing, same set of rules applied across whether it's Sunday League to the highest level. But VAR, no, it's, it adds a different dimension to it. It's, it, it has it's taken something away from it. it really, I, I'm, I'm for VAR, and I think it's, it, it, in, a, in a right way it can do a job. But when you're, when you're just looking at any, anything like that, and, then, and, and there's no way that was a handball. Guy had his back to the, the goal, it was headed against his arm. Mm-hmm. That is not a handball for me. Not, and and I think pretty much every pundit will will agree. Yeah, if you got the other end, thirty seconds earlier. Yeah. You've got um, and Dombele hitting the ball against somebody's arm, and it wasn't even looked at on bar. Um, Have we got to the point where it's like amput- We need amputees playing football because where where? Like Mara warrior. What I mean, like would well. Eric Dyer next time or somebody will they have to jump up with with their arm in their sleeve um, and just like you know <laughs> like you are yeah yeah uh, um, um, yeah like like that run around uh, I don't want to um, I did my unconscious bias training at work this week so I'm, I'm doing my best not to uh, uh, be <laughs> um, yeah say the wrong thing here um I mean, fair play to Steve Bruce afterwards. He came out and said they got away with one. Yeah. Um, did you hear his, his comments to Sky? I, I read them. I didn't I didn't hear them. Okay, do you mind if I read them out? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't do the accent. How weird, man. I can't understand, well, I can't understand why Spurs will go berserk and Roy Hudson um, reacted like he did. It's a total nonsense. We should be jumping through hoops, but I'll be devastated if that was us. Maybe Roy's right. Maybe we all need to get together. The decisions are ruining a spectacle. We have to get together as managers and say this must stop. And he's right. He's absolutely right. And fair play to him coming, coming out and saying it, it, it was completely wrong. It was an absolute sham and travesty and shambles. And fair play to Jose as well on coming out saying Spurs deserve more respect as well. Because we do. That referee was a absolute. That that was absolutely stupid. That oh, oh. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm more Jaffa cakes, John. It needs to be done. The thing is that that, that when when it, when Hodgson said and, and Bruce about coming together, it needs to be done now. Not at the end. Not not like, let's see it play out at the end of the season. No, fuck it. Because they've made. They've already in the course of course of a season last season. I know circumstances were different because of the project restart, but they changed the they, they move the goalpost in, the, in in halfway through the season or two thirds of the way through the season by saying right, we're going to have five substitutions. We're going to introduce. I understand there was a particular backdrop against that because of COVID. I accept that, but if you you do it now, forget about things like five subs and all this other box. This needs to be done now. This needs to be. These changes need to be done. Get the game is broken. This isn't helping anyone. Just on the the referee itself, um, you called him out, and I 
I mean, was in his defence, and I'm playing playing devil's advocate here. Um, was he just not following the letter of the law and interpreting uh, it as best as the law's an ass? Then yeah, I think we, you know, that, that's the that's the problem. But if he, he's got to, he's got to look at that and see he's Dyer's body is he's he's back to Andy Carroll and he's been headed down from a short distance onto his arm. There's no way Dyer could have moved his arm out of the way. It wasn't in a natural, a natural position for me. It wasn't doing anything else. It was ball to arm. Yeah. And I thought that was the rule of handball. Um, arm to ball, handball. Ball to arm, it's not. And that, and that's what it was for me. It, you know, I, I, I honestly sat there and thought. And then, to make matters worse, they were looking at the offside line, and there was players offside in the move as well, and they were, and, and they didn't call them up for that. The, mm. the whole, the whole sequence of that last minute was an utter utter joke it really really was um fuming fuming i might need more than one packet of jaffa cakes at this rate we have some comments questions from listeners so liam twitter handle is effpl underscore liam how shit is 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 that handball rule well pretty shit um, Andy Ireland is twitter handle is a island 86 what a disgraceful decision i know we should have killed the game off but surely common sense, sense had to be used here yeah McCree. Yep. um stuart sessions how can the whole premier league teams join together and petition the fa this is a joke and ruining football no consistency one game it hits hand penalty and and same type of handball against the other team in the same game and no penalty yep. even looking at the monitors as well and it's still and that's still a penalty yeah I mean, we've had certain decisions in the past. VAR decisions that have called, well, not just VAR, but but handball decisions go um, for us. I seem to recall when we drew at City last last year in the league to all early, early on in the season. Um, there was a handball. There was a goal. I think they scored, but it was ruled out because the Champions League as well. Champions League as well. Yeah. So we, these things swinging roundabouts. I get that, but it doesn't. It doesn't, from a football point of view, it doesn't get away from the fact that the law is an ass. Um, VAR is also then magnifying those those decisions, which would otherwise go un, unnoticed. Um, and yeah, and every now and then, unfortunately, those it happens to be your team that's at the back of that sort of that sense of injustice or that that wrong decision. Um, what VAR is. It's 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 autumn and there's a big pile of leaves on the on the path and you just walk through them and the unbeknownst you've trodden on a, a big fat dog turd and you've just walked it into your hall in your front room and the whole house smells of dog shit. That's what VAR is. It's 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 a it's it's ruining it and uh, I, I believe me when when the, the the Premiership stadiums do reopen, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are half full if that's the spectacle they're going to see. So the the, the other. I don't want to bang on about this, but, but the other problem with VAR, not necessarily um, dis- decisions per se and the, and the law, but another aspect of VAR that I don't like, we've touched upon this before, is when those stadiums do open, if they ever open at all, and it looks like it won't be till, we won't get spectators until probably, what, March, April at this rate, if that. If that. Um, it's the stop-start nature of VAR. And believe me, when you're in a when you're in a um, in a stadium, it is far worse than watching it at home. When yeah. when when you're waiting, for the, you know, VAR should be something quick. That 
but that's another thing all that's another sort of aspect of it that I don't like altogether. Um all right, let's, should we talk a little bit about the game? We'll try to divorce we've tried try to in the first bit just divorce the football and the match from from this horrible decision or the way that it ended. Um but I you know, I thought that was a really good of all the performances we've seen under under Jose Mourinho. I think that particularly in that first half, I thought this this was a really good performance. We had about I think eighty percent of the ball in the in the first half possession. Okay, Newcastle didn't threaten us, but um, they had one shot on goal. And that they was had yeah, we, they they didn't they didn't really test us particularly in that first half. We had we went one 0 up, good move. Kane again, the provider. We had um, we Sunny hit the woodwork twice. We had a few other good chances. I think the goalkeeper made two saves. There was a dire header. You know, we could have been up a, a few. The, the, the we were playing with a much higher line from what I could see. We're pressing much higher up the pitch. We, we had the ball and they're not pressing because we didn't really we didn't really find ourselves in situations where we had to press them. But we were we were further up the pitch, shall I say? Um, and and I thought there was some good movement between Lacelso finding Doherty on the right and Mora there was a good interchange of pass, passes there was a lot of encouraging things I thought the, the first half we totally dominated um, and we should have been out of sight we should have been out of sight but 1-0 going in the second half it's never going to be comfortable yeah. and you're always going to their other team thinks they're going to have a go it might be their day uh, they, they keep as a bit of a worldie in the first half you know his first game for them that isn't surprising that's happened to us before but I think in the last couple of weeks we can't keep a clean sheet against pub teams in the bloody Europa League mm. Jeff. and that's the problem uh, it's a shit Newcastle team and the, the way we kind of were pedestrian in the second half is kind of um, indicative of the, the risk adverse approach that Mourinho has and I doubt it would be any different if we didn't have another three games in the next week um, but we were comfortable and never Newcastle were never ever going to score unless yeah. they got a dodgy decision and they or, fucking did or a worldie I mean here's another thing if they had scored a worldie right at the end a strike from outside the box that just flies into the top corner you can't do anything yeah. about that right yeah. that would be that would be painful and and, and, and I think I think, in a way, the crazy, the, the the poor decision at the end masks the fact that I think, as decent as we were, particularly in that first half, we should have been more clinical. Um, if if it had been a worldie, then that, then we we would be talking a bit more about that. But as it is, we're sort of harping on about this this poor decision and the injustice we injustice we feel, rightly so. Um, but I think there's something to there's something to say about taking chances. I, th- I think that you know that's um, just highlighting how well I think that every all the fans think that we've done because we did do well, mm-hmm. but we absolutely needed to kill that game off. Yeah, you had chance after chance after chance, and it is the best we played. You're right. You said at the top of the show, it is the best we played. Maybe it was only for a half, but it just mm-hmm. shows you push press higher up the pitch, and you're going to have more chances. You sit back and do that mid to low block, it doesn't work. Um, Hoybier was good. I thought Winks had a good game. Don was lively. Davis was good. Lascelles was devastating. Doherty looked dangerous. Dyer had a good game. Sanchez had a good game. Yeah. Kane was. But Kane was good. Mora though, aside from the goal, I thought was a bit meh. I think yeah. if we had, if 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 somebody else had been there, Bale, the mm-hmm. man, we win that completely. Um, 
And, and and one of the problems I'll say as well, um, the second half without Sun's m- movement, maybe that's what killed us a bit. Uh, yeah. A, a completely stunted our at- attack. Um, I, I yeah. I but apart from that, I think we were good. Um, yeah, very good. I contrast. So one of my concerns, to, you know, towards the end of last season, post lock- lockdown, when I was really disillusioned with with what I was seeing, even when we, when we were getting results, but I just felt like we were just churning it out and now i suppose with hindsight some of that was maybe we we looking back in our defense i think we weren't we weren't fully sharp maybe a lot of the teams were i don't think the quality of football was great post post restart there's much more of an intensity we yeah but one of the concerns then when i looked at us against you know the likes of everton bournemouth in particular these teams with with low blocks as well it's all very well us Playing a, a here's the ball to you know Liverpool or United and hitting them on the counter, but we, that's not the, the, the football we should be playing against these lesser teams. And if we have got, my concern was then great. So if we, we if we do have possession, we need to be doing something with it. And I didn't ever feel we were doing that. Today I thought it was much more positive. We had the possession stats show that where the ball we did a lot more with it in the final thirds in that first half in particular. Um, and that was all. That was all good. Um, yeah, no, I, it, it, we have improved, and I think that's what why it hurts most because we have seen some poor performances um, post lockdown, and, and we've not looked the sharpest at the start of this season. But the the the, the green shoots were there, and it, it's disappointing that as well as we played, we only scored one goal and we get done by. Um, ridiculous decision do you feel I did I think I did put the first pod of this season with through the second pod of this season the, the first one after after actual game with David after the Everton one and I was pretty disillusioned then I still as I said maybe I haven't really processed what happened earlier but um yeah I'm I'm feeling optimistic about what lies ahead I think I think a point is disappointing against a team we should have beaten but it's not in the greatest scheme of things you know it, it, it might not prove to be an issue I think I think there, there's like you said there are green shoots and I, I think there are I think this is a difficult we always knew this was a difficult period in terms of games um, we're nearly at the end of that period after after the United match next week we go into an international break and then the games won't be as you know they won't be this stupid play on a Tuesday and play on a Sunday in the league, Tuesday in the League Cup, Thursday in the Europa, back again Sunday. It's going to be a little bit more... Um, it won't be as, con- as congested. So I, I think if we can navigate through this period... Well, look, we've got, we've got, we've got Chelsea in the Carabao. That's going yeah. to be um, competitive, shall we say. Um, then we've got Maccabi Haifa... Man United. Um, we've got Man United. I can't ever recall a time when we've gone into a United game and we haven't had some kind of problems or injuries or something with the players. Yeah. Um, it's just disappointing that the, these three critical games we lose Sun for them. Uh, it's, it, we'll come through them if we're unscathed or not. What, what worried me, part of that was where Harry Kane went down um, and he looked to have he, he sort of like twisted his knee. So you might see him rested as well. And I, you know, and there's been some talk of maybe Delhi going. 
mm-hmm. but I think with Son's, Son's injury, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I still want them to bring a striker in. Please. Well, we've still got another week of, week of the window, so um, we'll see how that pans out. Um, just very quickly, two there's another two questions on the running order. Um, one from Nate. I'm so disappointed with the result, but not the performance, uh, as we've been saying. We were unlucky not to have more goals. I was st- struck by how disgusted even the announcers were at, th- at that call. Do you think any change will come to how VAR handles accidental handballs? And then he just says, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think... I watched Match of the Day last night and it's, it's coming to me because it was some ridiculous decisions yesterday as well the, the Crystal Palace game and uh, you know it's just it's just continuing to happen um, uh, it's, it's not going away so they do need to look at it I don't know but I I don't know if they'll change it mid, mid-season or well not even mid-season you know the problem, the problem is whose call is it here is it a FIFA call or is it an FA call well, I, all of this was done in collaboration with um, FIFA and C- Pierre Luigi Colina, wasn't it? The changing the changing the rule, and the, the FA said at the uh, at the start you're going to get more penalties because of it. Well, uh, if a team has to score, you know, five, four or five goals to negate the fact that the other team is going to get a shed load of dodgy penalties, what's the point? Mm. The the, spe- the spectacle is 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 being pissed out of the game for want of a better analogy it's not being dragged out it's not being pushed away it's getting pissed out of the game um, it, it, it's absolutely getting ruined absolutely getting ruined I had more enjoyment watching my under 13s today play seriously because it, it's just pure football um, yeah uh, uh, ru- ruined ruined Jav yep and I've finished my Jaffa cakes as well <laughs> I need another packet of Jaffa cakes. All right, R- R- Ricardo Hila. Having watched football for a long time, there was an, there was a worrying inevitability uh, about the equaliser. Uh, yep, I agree. Yep, I think yep. I think there's. Uh, do we think a back three with wing backs would improve our attacking outputs? Why can we not have a system of ha- attacking shit teams, Newcastle, Bournemouth, etc.? On the last part of his question, I think I think we do. I think we're starting to see that now. I think yeah. t- I think today was ev- evidence of that. We just weren't um, clinical in terms of our chances. These are the sort of chances that we wouldn't we weren't creating you know, against Bournemouth last season or whoever. Yeah. Um, back three and wing backs. I mean, I this think is, that's a, this, the, the play. We got the players to do it with now regular, regular now. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we've got regular on I think we've got the. Um, I like the cut of Doherty's jib and uh, I think he's a very nice player I thought he was very good today and in midweek I thought and Dombele as well I think if we can get him playing we've got a hell of a player there yeah. um, I think we, we have um, definitely um, uh, there's still a long way to go mm. and I think Mourinho is now going to use this to create more of a siege mentality at the club it's us against them fuck them all Let's take them all on. We can do this, which it probably isn't a bad way to go about it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's odd, isn't it? We're all. I was against Mourinho and a bit dour on him after the uh, documentary. I warmed to him a bit more, and now it's just like you know. What I mean, he's my manager. I want him to mm. win. I want him to fuck them all, kill him, and, and that's it. It's it's, tur- it's turning into that, isn't it? We're sort of fighting for him because with the, he, he, every, he's telling us everybody's against us, and he's right in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, it might. Yeah, three at the back and two wing backs. We've got the players certainly. 
we've got the players I mean I, I'd argue it's just I don't know we'll see how it pans out I, I, I can I, I can see us either playing with a back three and wing backs or just playing 4-3-3 three, three. Um, with the three so I think yeah I think wing backs have either a 3-4-3 three, three with a front three of Bale, Son and Kane obviously Son is injured at the moment when this is when, when and Bale is yeah, and Bale. yeah. Um, or four three three again of the same front three. The problem with a free f- with this problem with a back three is you're going to lose somebody in midfield. I think if we play four three three, then yeah. you can have a you can have a midfield three of say potentially Hoiberg, um, Lacelso, and Dombele together. I, I can remember us talking about this last year when when we were we were doing three at the back with two wing backs and there was games where it was crying out to go back to a back four and put that extra man yeah. into midfield because we were getting overrun and I suppose it depends on how the line up and and systems that they play and how you employ it but if you do play that way you have to push and press high up the pitch mm-hmm. it's no good playing a low block yeah and and yes and today we saw from the front they were pressing from the front down and that was good to see that reminded me of games under Poch, and it was nice yeah. to see. It and really I, was. And I think if you if you go back to that time under Poch, there was a period, was a period where he was playing a back three. I think sixteen, seventeen in particular. There was one occasion in fifteen, sixteen, but there was a there was quite there was a period of time sixteen, seventeen, and there were other times where we played with a back four. But but when we had Rose and Walker in the team, they could re, they they would. They could really push forward, and they had the pace and the athleticism to get back if they were high up the pitch. Um, Trippier and Davis didn't have that; they weren't as quick. Um, so, in a sense, I don't think it really—it doesn't. I don't think it matters whether you go with the three or a back four, because um, you could go with a back three and have sluggish wing backs. You could go yeah. with a back. Yeah, I think the key, the key is having the personnel, and I think with with Regulon. And Doherty, we can do that. We've got dynamic fullbacks that can get, get up and down the pitch, and and actually it doesn't matter. You could you could play with a three. I get that, but you can also have a back. You know, France '98. They had a back four, but they had Lisa Razou and Turam, who were just bombing up and down. So yeah, they were playing like wing backs, but they were they had a back four. Um, right. I want to talk about so in the second half of the podcast. I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the fixtures that we've got coming um, ahead. So the you know, Chelsea Europa tie. We've got United to look ahead to next week. Um, you touched upon transfers. I think there's another week left of the transfer window. Um, we'll chat a little bit about Deli Ali. Um, if we've got time, I'd like to, please indulge me. We can talk a bit about Bale. Um, Must we? <laughs> um, I think I might need another box of Jaffa cakes for that. Um, but before all of that, um, the Spurs ladies were in action. The Tottenham women were in action yesterday. Here is Bex with this week's Tottenham women's updates. Hello, everybody. It's Bex to let you know what's been happening with the Tottenham women's team. They had a bad day yesterday. They played, um, as you may remember, because I'm sure I've mentioned it at least once or twice. They played Arsenal women at Boreham Wood. It was televised for those in the UK on BBC Two. And it was the quarterfinal of effectively last season's FA Cup, which hasn't happened yet because of COVID. So next season's, this season's FA Cup won't start until the new year, I suspect. Anyway, um, it was all going so well. Uh, Tottenham women were clearly um, 
playing a much better team, as it galls me to say it, but they really were. Arsenal were much better. Their pressing was much better. Um, we defended really, really well and held it all in 0-0 until the 72nd minute when we conceded a goal. Um, and then it all just fell apart, a tactic we're all familiar with, I suspect. And before you knew it, at final whistle, it was 4-0. Nonetheless, as they said in commentary, three years ago, three and a half years ago, and in a similar fixture, when we were much further down the league, we were still at WSL, we were still in the Southern Conference League, um, we played Arsenal and got thumped 10-0. So I think 4-0 and having held it for so long was um, a really positive improvement. Karen Hills wasn't overly happy um, and I can understand that why that was. But literally, once the first one went in, that kind of let the floodgates in. A shame because we had defended and played really well up until that point. New signing, Alex Morgan, who, if anybody is unaware, um, is a two-time World Cup winner with the um, US nas- women's national team. Didn't play yesterday, um, but I think that's because she's not played since last year and had a baby in the interim. So it's unlikely that they would put her on as a new girl and certainly for such a high-profile game. Next weekend, uh, next Sunday at 12.30, the women travel up to the City Academy Stadium up in Manchester to face Manchester City women. I hope they have a better game then. Um, if anybody has any questions, I'm on Twitter at Bunches Becks. Cheers, thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham family podcast. Right, John's just got through a whole box of Jaffa cakes in the time that we've been talking. Um, uh, thank you, Bex, by the way, for the um, update on the ladies. Right, um, we have got so we played we played in the Europa on Thursday against a team that I can't remember what they're called or how to pronounce them. It doesn't matter. We we beat them. We made difficult work of it, but we got through. We've got Maccabee Haifa. Yep. This Thursday at home, yep. Yep. and we've got also Chelsea in the League Cup at home. Now on Tuesday. Now I know. These games are coming thick and fast, but at least... So we were lucky last week the Orient game was called off and we got a bye, so that was one less game that we had to play. Um, but at least the, the, the Europa tie is at home, so there's no travel for the players. But they are back-to-back. I mean, I, I don't know a great deal about Haifa other than they're from Israel and and I imagine there'll be a tougher test than the two teams that we've played so far, but I'd also imagine or hope that we should be capable of beating them. And if we do, then we go in the group stage. And I think the group stage doesn't start until the 22nd of October, so that's that's a good week or so after the international break, or the 20th of October, I think, possibly. So that's good. And then Chelsea... Chelsea, um, we've got next. How do you see us faring against them this is obviously we've got no sun and we've got no bail it, well uh, Lampard may be under a bit of pressure here because of the the, the you know 3-0 down coming back to, to, to draw it and stuff questions are being could be being asked about him so I think it could be a highly competitive game if I'm honest with you and I think uh, you know uh, part, part of me says fuck fuck the FA just don't bother playing it. Say fuck it. We're not going to play it. You you fucked us over with that decision, mm-hmm. and just walk away from it. Throw it. Did, you know. But the other part of me says um, it's a good chance we could win this. Um, it's, it's something that Joe, Jose won't even consider. So I think it's going to be highly competitive, and we've got to go for it. And we have to put out a strong team. Yeah. You know, I think the, all the sports scientists will be there working out who's going to have the minutes under their belt to. to uh, we'll see out of once or twice in the next week. Yeah. I think we're going to see Delhi 
once or twice in the next week, I think. Um, and Dombele is going to start probably the high for game. Um, yeah, uh, you never know. You might see Aurea. Yep, we've also got you know players like Lamella on the bench, Bergwijn. Um, Regulon will get a game. He yep. might even start versus Chelsea. Yep, yep. Um, so it, it still could be a fairly strongish team. Yeah. I mean, in certain areas, I mean, there's still the obvious Kane. You know, uh, would Kane play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday? Of course he would. That's asking a lot. Right. So when I put his knees, it depends how his knee is. They might rest him. They might rest him. Mm-hmm. Haifa might. He might come on second half in the, for, against Haifa and play against yeah. Man United. It might be dropped against Chelsea. Um, Jose might just go with Mora up top. But again, I think he likes him because he talks Portuguese. Um, but yeah, it, it, this, this, of all the games that we had, yes, we lost the the Orient one, went out the window. This is, I think, this is the the three games that really matter. That are the ones we've got to do something in, and we got we got to get a, re- a result in at least two of them. I think. Well, I would argue that the Chelsea game is this probably. I shouldn't be saying this, but I like it's probably the least important of the three. Mm. I'll I, I, I tell you why. I think I think the Europa one is. I think that that we should be. That's a game we should win. And if we do that, we, then we're in the finally we're in the after one, two, three qualifying. We're finally in the, we're in the group stages. And obviously the Europa, it's it's a prestigious competition. And if you win it, you you qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. So that that in itself is important. I think the United game. I think the league is important. I think to finish as high as possible, ideally somewhere in the top four, is important. Chelsea, I mean, like we want to beat them. It's Chelsea, right? And it's a cup yeah. competition. I get all of that, but I think if we lost it, even though it would be disappointing losing to one of your rivals and going out of that cup, it's, I don't think it would necessarily be the end, end of the world. I don't think it it, it makes. I'm by the way, I'm looking at worst case scenario. I don't think it make, makes or break your season. You've also got to bear in mind that the League Cup, if you win it this year, it won't get you into Europe. Oh, it goes into that stupid other league. Is that the Nations, <laughs> Europa Nations Conference? Oh, some me. tosh, yeah. yeah. How how spursy would it be that we're the first team to win that? <laughs> however, however, right, if we did beat Chelsea, right. We go to the next round. This, this is a cool thing. This is what I was talking about earlier about the international break. We go into the quarter final. The quarter final isn't until the twenty second of December. Yeah. So that's it. So once you've once you've once you win that game, you don't have to worry about the League Cup until the twenty second of December. It's very late, um, but it will be one quarter final time the twenty second. If you then get to the semis, it's only going to be this season. We're only going to do it over one leg. So it's whoever's drawn first will be drawn at home. That'll be in January. And in the final, as, as as it normally has been in the last few years, end of Feb. So, yeah, if we beat Chelsea, then we're in the next round. And we don't have to... It's not like we're suddenly going to have that fixture con- um, congestion, that League Cup's out of the way, till till December. Um, and then, yeah, Haifa... That's a game we should win. I mean, uh, Chelsea, do you think we can... Can we do it? Um, it'll be Lamp- difficult. Lampard's got the better of Mourinho for the last two times we've played them. Yeah. Uh, we could. If we had everybody fit, I think we could. But I think missing Son is a big ask now. We yeah. play, diff- we play like, like I've said, we, we, we lack some thrust without him inside. Um, and you can blame me for him being injured because I've just bought a shirt with his name on the back. 
Not a bare one. Not a bare one. Uh, oh. The the uh, the third oh. yellow strip. The yellow one. On the, back, yeah. the yellow one does look nice. It is very nice. Um, let's briefly talk about on on Sun. I mean, I heard that he got a hamstring injury. That's why he came off. And Mourinho said he'd be out for a while. Do we know how long? You, did you uh, say three games earlier? Or he, he said a while. So it might be after the international break. But um, would you put it past Mourinho to be playing mind games with Chelsea? Mm. And he's absolutely yeah. fit. Okay, let's let's look at that. You know, and and that's the thing. If he if he's resting, you know, looking at that game, that first half, seeing how we played and how well we were doing, he's Jose's thinking right. We can rest on now for you know, give him half off for the rest of the week. He's rested, and then we go yeah. a bit sharper for either Chelsea, Maccabi and stuff. So maybe I haven't seen anything from anywhere saying mm-hmm. from quotes. From, have there been any quotes from Jose saying he's injured? No, I just I just heard that he's that Benfica has got an hamstring issue and he'll be out for a while. That's that's all I've. Yeah, so, so it might be mind games. You never know. You never yeah. know. How do you see us doing against United? Because I've got I've got a theory that we're going to go there and it's going to be the exact opposite of today. You know, where we had like eighty percent possession at one point, certainly in the first half. I think we're going to have about forty percent possession. I think we're going to. Defend a lot deeper. We're going to play with. We're going to play with a low block. We're going to give them the ball. And I don't think. I mean, they've got players like um, Van der Beek and Fernandez, who obviously are very you know, skillful, creative. But they don't have strikers. I think that can play. Um, and Jose said this. He said this when he was managing United, and he said it since when he was a pundit, and now as as our manager I don't think they've got strikers that can they don't have a central they don't have a striker like a Harry Kane right they've got players like Rashford Greenwood James Martial I don't think they've got strikers that can play against a low block and their forwards are more like Son and Mora in their 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 play they're they're not like Harry Kane they're not like a um, Lukaku they're not like a Costa they're not they're not that sort of player Mm -hmm. so you're right. So we you, can. You play them. if we play with a high line, which I, which I, which I don't think we will um, in this game. Then yeah, they they've got the pace to 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 punish teams. Or if you play open and attacking football, then they'll they'll hit you on the counter. But I don't think they can. And I I think it's going to be a role reversal of when when Jose was managing United. I remember there were two occasions I went up to Old Trafford, two seasons in a row, sixteen, seventeen, and seventeen, eighteen. And they beat us one nil both times. Both yep. Jose teams, they played with a even though they were home team, they played with a low low block. Um, one of the goals I think was really late on. It was really route one. It, I think it was a goal kick from De Gea, and it went over the head of Dyer. And I think it was Martial who came on as a substitute, scored. And I can I could see us doing exactly the same thing to them and, and going there and winning one nil. I'm 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 actually fairly optimistic. It's not a bad shout. Uh, I I I've got a feeling it'll be the the typical. Um experience at United that we'll go up there we'll do rather well we won't take our chances and then we'll lose by a shitty goal mm-hmm. that, that was generally what happens at United you know um, but uh, <laughs> stranger things have happened Jav we beat Man City last season so yeah. you never know um, transfers so obviously Bale Regulon most of the most recent ones have come in there's a, there's another week of the window I think next Monday it closes the 5th yeah. um, do you see us we've been linked with that centre back at Inter whose name I can't pronounce there's another one Skrinra 
Yeah. Yep. Screeny Yeah. And and we still need a striker. I'm not sure that we're any closer to getting one. Um, do you think we'll get a striker in that time? Um, and who do you see going out out this window? Um, who who would I like to get out of this window? Um, let's see. Um, well, who do you think? There's who do you like, and there's others who do you think. But well, I, I could see Oria going because I don't think he has a future there. But I've got, I I said before he's, he's the backup to Doherty. Anything yeah. happens to him, and we need him. Um, Davies is now going to be back up to Regulon. Um, is there anybody in the midfield? I, I, if we had a serious offer for Lamella and Moore, I'd take him. Um, Realistically, though, Moore is not going to go anywhere. No. Jose loves him. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think he likes Lamella as well. I do. Lamella's got a, a, about him. Uh, but they, the play tends to slow down when it goes through them, which is a, which is a, a, a crying shame. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think Lamella's got a future as a. Gaz and Eagle go. Yeah. Carter Vickers. Possibly. Yeah. Um, we've got brain farting goals, so. And, and uh, honestly, if a good offer comes in for Ali, I think they'll I think they'll take it because he obviously isn't in Jose's good books, and he and Jose does not like the look of him. Okay. He really doesn't. His his body language Do- in in Europe week was terrible. He did. Delhi did not want to be in that country on that pitch playing at all. He really, really didn't. I don't. I mean, this is. Uh, I just feel with Delhi that I, I I really like the player, um, and I don't know how much of it is him. I keep keep reading lots of Spurs fans saying, "Well, he's not been playing well for two years." But in, yes, that that's true. But if you look two years ago, he uh, he was at the World Cup. He picked up an injury, hamstring injury. I think he's that's blighted his career somewhat. He's been a little bit stop-start since then. I think he's been asked to play different positions by both Pochettino and Jose that he's not perhaps as effective as in those positions. Um, and yeah, some of it probably also is that is is him and 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 his attitude. Um, but I just don't know that. I think he he strikes me as a sort of player that needs a bit of love. That he needs an arm around his shoulder. And I don't know that Mourinho's sort of tough love approach, the approach that he took with Dombele, which seems to now have possibly worked, is the right approach for for Delhi. I remember Harry Redknapp saying this years ago, long before he managed us when he was at West Ham, saying about you know how certain players need a rollicking, so how other players you need to put an arm around their shoulder, that sort of thing. And I can't help but think if if Harry Redknapp was manager of Spurs today, he would find a place for Deli Alley in the team. He'd show him that love. Possibly. But, but if you look at the way that Jose's been playing, I don't think Deli fits into him. He's not going to... Deli, Deli plays behind Har, uh, Harry. In, in, yeah. And I don't think he fits in anywhere that Jose's play, playing. You're not going to drop Lo Celso or anybody from behind. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I just I, 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 I hate to say it, but I don't think I see him at the club for very much longer. It's great pity. And I think I think it's heading that way, and I think you're right in that his best position is behind Kane. We're and I, as I said earlier, I think we're either going to play like with a four-three-three or, or a three-four-three. But he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not. A f- I don't see him as a front three. I think your front three is Kane and. Say 
Baylor and Sun either side of that. Yeah, back, as backup to that, your, yeah. your Moras and your Bergwines. I don't see him as a deeper midfield player either. I know he played in a deeper role at Milton Keynes, but I don't see him as a deep, deeper player. So he, he's a bit limited in what he can do. His, his, his strengths are ghosting into the box and getting goals. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're not playing that way, and that's all he can do, then game time is going to be limited. And the only case I can make for him then is that occasionally we might want to mix it up and we might, might want to play that a different way. And then you've got the option of Delhi, but then that's still not going to mean a lot of game time for him, and that's no. going to mean a very unhappy footballer. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing I think you touched upon it earlier, you said about Sun's injury. I mean, maybe that changes things slightly. Maybe, maybe. Um, again, it depends how far Bale, Bale is away, because if if Sun's out for a while and they can get Bale fit, Bale will then go to his natural side left, while Sun will have Mora still on the right, rather mm. than having. So yeah. it, it all depends on that fitness, I think, and they, that's got to be. Uh, I, uh, is there any word on how long he's out? Still, Bale, a couple. More I, think, I think. I think. I think. It was, after, the hope was that he'd be back for the West Ham game after the international break. Um, nice. Yeah, that would be. That would be good. The other thing with Delhi that struck me today was I know he. Pl- I, I get the fact that he played on Thursday, and I get the fact that we've got another two games in the space of what, Tuesday, Thursday. And I think you'll probably feature in one of those, despite everything that we've, mm-hmm. we've just said, yeah, because yeah, you no, need to rest players. Yeah. But, yeah. but there were, there were other players. Cool. I was going to say, there were other players who featured also on Thursday who, who weren't rested, who played a game today. And, and he didn't even make the bench. And when Sissoko, who was originally named as a substitute on the bench, when he, when he couldn't make it, when he got injured, I think I think he I think it was illness. I'm not sure what exactly it was, but it was illness, and they had to revise the um, shortly after, like half an hour before, no, sorry, an hour before kickoff, just after the teams were announced. Shortly after that, they revised it, um, and Gedson was on the bench, and I just thought well, that's quite damning. And I know that maybe yeah. when we brought in Gedson, possibly it was at the time when Sissoko got injured and. He was maybe the the Sissoko replacement, if you like. I know it's a Delhi isn't a like for like for Sissoko, but I still would have thought it would be Delhi on the bench. You've got Lamella ahead of him. You've got Bergwine, who don't get me wrong, he's he's a, he's a good player, but there there is no way that a player of Delhi's ability should be behind Bergwine no, and no. Lamella. That's I really damning. Bergwine was a bit off for me today. Uh, it was a bit he wasn't at the races. Um, but yeah, I, some, something else has happened there. You saw it in the documentary saying he's a shit trainer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe that's the way it's been edited to give us the impression that he doesn't like him. Um, and you, you never, you don't know what's going on in the background. Maybe there is a big offer coming in from or an, an offer. Um, word of the thing is, you might even go out on loan. If he isn't getting game time, somebody might come in and take him on loan with the option to buy at the end of the season. That's the, that's the way that most of these deals are looking at the moment. No loan with an option to buy. We've. I don't yeah. want to see him go. He's been a he's been a great player for us and has given mm. us a, a lot of great memories. The goal at Crystal Palace. You know yeah. he's he's a he's a, yeah he's a he's a good player, but each time may have come. 
Oh, goal kicking for also the goal, goal against Arsenal in the League Cup two seasons ago. That was really good. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see over the next. I mean, I mean, to be honest, if if we if we need a striker in it and if finances are stretched, um, <laughs> Delhi could be the make way. Yeah. Um, in, in in a in a deal, or even if it doesn't go in the same direction as a player coming in, it it, it might be that. He gets sold on, or he gets loaned out of get, get him off the wage book just to bring somebody else in. We leave leave his ways about balancing the books. Um, it's I I think from a not so much from a human point of view, but from a football stand, from a Spurs point of view, given all he's given us the last few years and the memories, it's sad. And it's not like he's I've said it before. It's not like he's at the end of his career. He's, he's still only twenty four. Wish, but. He, you have to. He, he has to do what's best for him, and it's yeah. the same. Is the um, when we have players come to us and want to play, and if they want to move away, where with the under 13s we, oh, <clears throat> this is just grassroots football. This mm-hmm. is, you know, we're no we're not affiliated to any club. We're the Urchester Romans. It's just a, a, a small grassroots football club, but they will make the best decisions them about where they want to play and who they want to play with and if they don't feel like they're progressing or they feel they could get a better shake at another club then they will move and they make the best decisions for themselves all the time and that's the way Delhi might might Delhi might I'm not going to get time that I want here so I'm going to have to go somewhere else and play he may have made his mind up uh, yeah. And that's that. That's the you know. No matter how much time he's given us and how good he's been given us, and you know, if he doesn't want to be here or if he wants to move, then that's up to him. And who knows? You know, we're we're, we're kind of putting words in, trying to talk us into the position where we're accepting that he's going to go, if he does. And uh, you know, maybe we have to rationalise that if it does happen. He's we've got the Euros coming up next summer. Yeah. And then straight after that, the following summer, we've got the World Cup. Yeah. He's not. He's not in the England squad again. I should. I say it. A player of Deli Ali's ability should be in the England squad. He should be ahead of some of the players that are currently in there. On form, no, of course not. But on if it was, if you're starting, if you're just looking at a pure ability, then he should be. But he's just the form isn't there. Um, he needs first team football, so yeah, he does. It, it might get to the point where he's just frustrated and it's not working out, and and, and he goes. Um, let's let's f- finish on a little bit of more of a cheery note. Indulge me, Bale. He's back. Yeah. I know. I know. We talked about length for the on the last pod, but you weren't there, I, so I'd like your thoughts on 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 the return of Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's back. He's not fit yet, and he hasn't played for us. Um, so let's see what he's like when he plays. I'm 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 more cynical about the signing, if I'm honest with you. But I'm not erring on the side of. It's Caramel. Afraid. Um. Um. Uh. He he didn't start a lot of games last year at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. He only scored two goals. He's getting to uh, the the mid to late part of his um, career, and if he makes a massive impression and 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 show some of the form and some of the skills that we know he's got yeah. then I'll be pleased but until then he's just a, a player that's come in he's got to prove himself to me I'm, I'm, I'm not going to jump up and down and with, with overjoy that it's Gareth Bale I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm neutral I'm, I'm on the level I'm not I'm not you know spinning bras over my head or or you no know, doing cartwheels or anything like that for him at the moment I'm just I'm, I'm on a level with him 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not cheering. Um, I said it on the last pod, the most exciting signing in my lifetime as a Spurs fan was Klinsman, and this, and also the second coming of Klinsman. Um, maybe not what followed in terms of his performances, but 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 the but the announcement when it was announced he was going to come back, I was jumping for joy and and bell feels like that bell bell coming back to me feels like that yeah you're right we we don't we don't know it and as it is he's he's injured the thing that positive thing that i would say about it is that he in one of his interviews i think it was either the one on sky that's been shown this weekend or it was last week on beta might have been last week on bt sport with peter crouch and he said look you know i've, I've grown up i've I'm living. I had to do that. Living in a different country. He's obviously he's won a lot of trophies, so he's got that. He's, but he said I've, I've had to adapt my game. I'm not going to run around, you know, do um, 90 yard sprints like I was doing every two seconds um, back, you know, back when he was a teenager or in his early 20s. And then carried on speaking, and he said, "But I've still got the pace." And that really, I was like, that that was like, yeah, that to me, if he's still got the pace, then that's that is that's fantastic, because he doesn't have to run around like a, you know, he doesn't have to sprint up and down the pitch all the time. He doesn't need to. And if he's if he's intelligent enough, and I know some of that intelligence isn't just down to experience; it's down to knowing your body, um, and knowing that you can't necessarily go up and down. Um, uh, pitch the same way that you did when you were in your twenties at thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I, I get that it's it's that's it's driven by that, but also if he does it sparingly at certain moments, then that's it. That's fine. That's you know he plays slightly higher up the pitch, um, but then when he does get the ball and we've got an a we're in an attacking position, then he suddenly uses his pace to great effect. Then then that's going to be good. He of course he'll track back and stuff, but he doesn't need to sort of run back at 100 miles per hour and burn himself out um, so Bale is one of the most natural strikers of the ball with his left foot that I, that I that, can recall when yep. he was at the club he, he, some of the goals he scored outrageous he, he, if he can bring that if he can bring it with him and keep doing that then he'll probably allay my fears but uh, the, the shirt sales of, of Bale are probably through the roof yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah, I think I, I, it. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm completely sick about the whole thing. So I think I think a worrying stat that might play into perhaps some of your reservations, shall we say, is that I think he's only played in the last five seasons. He's only played about 21 matches. So that's not sorry, started about 21 games. Um. In all competitions for, for for Madrid, and that's been a lot less last season. Um, the only counter thing to that, I would say, is look, he's he's always been the sort of player, even when he was in his twenties, he, he always tended to get injuries every now and then, and I, I think that's that that's always the case. I don't think age has made that any increase that anymore. Glass ankles when he was with us. Yeah. The first time yeah. I remember Charlie Adams yeah. always trying to break him when yeah. he was playing against him. Yeah. And, yeah. and that that's you know um, one of the things when you see um, Kane go over on his ankle once that injury's already happened he cut you, his bounce back is a lot quicker because the the damage has already been done and there's less to heal and Bale's ankles are like that at the moment what is his injury he's out with at the moment 
Is it it's a, it's, I think it's a knee. It's just an. It's, it's a slight knee injury. He picked up playing for Wales. Okay, it's not like a conditioner for his hair or anything. He's man. No, 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 nothing, 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 nothing to do, do with that. But, I mean, I think, I think, look, if you look at it, Spurs, he's he's in a lot happier place than than Madrid. I think the motivation is going to be there, and and I think that we will see more of him. And you know, part. The fact that he hasn't played as much for Madrid in the last sort of twelve months or so, in some ways, bizarrely, is a good thing because it means that he's not burnt out and and he's fresh and yeah, but he can't wait to hit those golf courses. <laughs> when he's played, well, when he's played for Wales, he, he's been um, he's he's been really good the last few couple of years. So at a time when he has not been playing regularly for Madrid, when he's played for mm. Wales, he's he's turned up. So we shall we shall see. Maybe maybe Real Madrid was the wrong move for him. Maybe if he'd have gone somewhere else, maybe we would play him regularly and he would have smashed all kinds of records and all you know uh, 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 that uh. kind of thing. And maybe just going to Real Madrid, the managers and stuff there just didn't fancy him. Did they? He didn't fit into any of their um, plans or anything like that. Maybe he's just been unlucky in that way. I think it, I think it went. I think it, I think if you look at his Madrid record, I think it sort of went wrong when Zidane came in, twenty seventeen eighteen. I think that was the start of. He wasn't playing a lot that season, and the, 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 as far as everybody knew, he was injured. And if I recall at the Champions League final, he scored the two goals, and afterwards he was quite damning, and he said, oh, there's, there's never been an issue with injury. And that was the first hint that there was a problem with Zidane. Zidane then went, surprisingly, straight after the final, or a day or so later, or whatever it was. A new person came, came in, Ronaldo left the club as well, so you thought, right now. Bale's going to be the main man, and then as is, as is the case always with, with Madrid, they fired the bloke in charge, and then Zidane yeah. came back, and then we're back yeah. to where it was. But I, I think you know, I mean, early on in his Madrid career, he was he was he was he was good. Um, perhaps he stayed there too long. Perhaps he dug his heels in a bit, and maybe that's a lesson for Dali Ali that sometimes, or a lesson in life that sometimes, when you're in an institution or in a place of work, when things start to go pear shaped, and when you get the impression that the people your employers don't really want you there anymore, but they don't. They can't sack you because you haven't done anything wrong. But they don't want you. Then yeah. it's time to it's time to time to move on. Maybe that's with Delhi as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The next podcast we shall be recording will be a week today, the day uh, a few hours after we play um, Man United. By which point, hopefully, we might have even signed a, signed a striker. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to have more Jaffa cakes between now and then. <laughs> Comfort In- eating is the, is the way forward. Enjoy your Jaffa cakes, John. Good to speak <laughs> to you. Um, and you, Jaffa. This has been the Swanton Family Podcast. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the bass 
so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team My dreams have ever seen Pull on that lady white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out all the hurt